and welcome to Dame Theory. Hello. Hello, I'm Sid, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. Uh, my name is Ryan, and my pronouns are she, hers. Awesome. Um, so today we're going to be talking about um, the election, since election day is tomorrow. Um, this is a very special episode, as this is an extremely polarizing election, this particular election cycle. Um so uh if you would like to know about any of the topics that we're talking about today, you can go onto our Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash dame theory, and we've got a post with all of the topics as well as the links to the articles that we will be referencing directly. Um you're listening to WXJM Harrisonburg and this is Dame Theory. The first thing we're gonna be talking about today is um trans people uh how some voter id laws may prevent 34,000 trans people from voting on tuesday um this is an article from broadly which is a subsection of vice uh it's written by diana torje and it was written on november 12th 2016 so do you want to go ahead and explain this article give a little synopsis ren uh so the basic premise or uh thing laid out by this article is that trans individuals, because of voter ID laws, have not been given the chance to vote in this election, and that is because, uh, for numerous reasons, the main ones being with the voter ID laws, that their uh, identity does not match necessarily what's on their license, and that ties back to a lot of places not allowing you to change your gender on your license or not allowing you to change your... Because it's up to judges in a lot of places. So if they just say, like, no, I don't think you should be able to change your name for that reason, then uh, it won't happen. And this is saying 34,000 trans people have been affected by this and will not be able to vote on Tuesday's election or in Tuesday's election, which is a pretty big number of people. It is a pretty big number of people. And this article says that uh, eight of these states... um Alabama, Georgia, Indiana, Kansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, Virginia, and Wisconsin have laws that are considered to be strict. Um, so that means if you go to the polling place and you are not, it doesn't appear that you are the same person as on your ID or whatever, then um, it'll they'll make it harder for you to vote. Um, I am positive that Virginia, or according to Politico, uh, Virginia is a swing state, so that could be an extremely important um it could yeah it could could, affect the vote by a lot we actually have an article website that we're talking about later that actually has the voting power of each state and virginia is in one of the top 10 yes individual voting power states yeah um let's see here if any other ones i think wisconsin is also a swing state no, not this year. Not this year. Um, I think the only one... Oh, wait, yeah, it I'm is. I'm surprised Florida is not on this list. It is. Actually, it just was declared a swing state the well, other I day. Well, I mean, on the uh, 34 states with voter IDs laws. Oh, oh okay. Normally, normally Florida is kind of a, uh, behind the times. Yeah. Wisconsin is also a swing state as well mm-hmm. as Virginia. So those two with the strictest laws against that can um, prevent trans people from voting are swing states as well. Um, that's really really disappointing and honestly for this is like a an institutional problem and a you know a systematic problem because um voter they've made it 
historically, it's been really hard for people of color um, or any really marginalized group to go and vote um, ever since they were given the right to vote. Um, the opposite argument that people have is that voter ID laws help protect uh, vo- from voter fraud. And it's just not been shown to actually have any effect. I don't have any numbers in front of me right now, but I know for a fact that I've read articles that the number one reason that uh, voter fraud or the number one reason where voter fraud takes place is in cases of people voting for people who have passed away. So it's yep. not even like that. That's <laughs> happened here. JMU actually last or during the primaries um, was had a big deal because they were under investigation. A student was an under investigation for voter fraud. Actually, this article that I just pulled up from The Breeze says, JMU student under investigation for alleged voter fraud. This is written by Brooke Blaney from The Breeze on September 15th, 2016. Um, And it says a JMU student allegedly committed voter fraud recently during the identities of or recently using the identities of deceased people while working to register voters through Harrisonburg votes. Um, So, this is a, a classic example of 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 people using voter ID laws by or like abusing voter ID laws by just using deceased people instead of, you know, just saying you're not who you are. Um, also, um, lots of polling places are really not accessible to the disabled and um, having voting day on Tuesdays. This absurd. is something it's absurd. Uh, uh, this is something I'm passionate about is that. It should be a national election holiday. day should be a national holiday because a lot of people have to choose between making money to live and to survive and to eat food and provide for their family or vote for something that can affect them. Potentially and people for say the rest. like, oh, well, you're legally allowed to take time off work and they can't penalize you for that. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Not working is penalization because yeah. they need that money. Yeah. And if they cancel their hours for a day, then they're gone. They can't get those back later in the week necessarily. So. Yeah. And it's it's extremely classist. The fact that, that, that yeah. you can't get off work like, you know. Um, and I, I'm really passionate about that. <laughs> um, but, uh, I think just, it's, it's really disappointing that these things come to light so late in the game. And a lot of us don't even realize that these are issues until like, it's too late. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this article was published on November 2nd. Like that's, that's, that's six days before the, the the election um so and i think what's unfortunate is a lot of us including me i am definitely guilty of this is that like we don't really care about these things until it's really late, important yeah. and too late well i remember the voter id laws were being talked about last year and in 2012 i remember them being talked about um but this article from the washington post says that This is article by Philip Bump, The Disconnect Between Voter ID Laws and Voter Fraud. Um, Justin Levitt from Loyola University Law School detailed 31 instances of documented in-person voter fraud between 2006 and 2012. And between 2006 and 2012, there was no race whose uh, difference in votes between one candidate or the other was more than 24 votes. So the voter fraud that is happening isn't really making a difference on the election but what is happening is that because of voter id laws people are being basically cast out of the election and polling places because 
So it's it's not even that false votes are being counted. It's that real votes are not being counted. Yeah. Um, going back to this article, it says many trans people. So what it says is that you your 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 genitals have to match your license. Your license, <laughs> pretty much. And honestly, like how. First of all, how are you going to check that? Yeah. (laughs) Who's going to do that? What polling officer? So my mom was a polling officer. It's a volunteer position. Actually, no, it isn't. They do get paid, but it's really minimal and it's really for fun is why these people do it. And there is not a single one of them that is willing to stick their hand down your pants for $7.25 an hour. Yeah. And it says, um, so basically this, these voter laws say that your genitals have to match your ID um, or what you are you know your idea or what you say you are um your your what your gender identity is um it says many trans people don't want to have their genitalia surgically reassembled even if they do they're likely unable to afford it more importantly does a state have the authority to f- force american citizens to undergo major surgery in order to participate in public life um i think beyond that without even the surgery they're asking people to go out of their way and you have to like go to the DMV, which takes hours. You have to go to uh, register, re-register to vote. Like, it's not just like cut and dry, like changing your name. It is a lot of things. And when you add stuff like surgery on top of that, and that they're asking people that they actually have to be, quote unquote, the gender that they've decided for themselves, or however you want to put it, uh, that's absurd because that's just so much time and so much money that these people don't have, and. Honestly, I feel like these politicians know that, and that's why they're making these laws, because they're like, there are ways around them. Look, we put in ways that you can get around them, but they know that no one, especially the people who don't have money and the people who don't have time and freedom to take time off from work, can't make the effort to do things like change their name on their ID or register to vote. And if you didn't have an ID, which lots of... um poor and impoverished people don't have ids because like i said you have to wait at the dmv yada yada if you don't have a car you don't own a car then you don't need one really yeah um and it costs money too it costs money and being at the dmv takes forever that's time you could be making money working with your kids with your family like and these people i lost my train of thought but uh basically to say that people need to spend all of this extra time on thing and if you're illiterate a lot of impoverished people are illiterate if you can't fill out all that paperwork if you can't take that time off work to fill out all that paperwork and then you also have to take time off to vote like Mm -hmm. there's all these barriers in the way that shouldn't that shouldn't be there are just very basic and should not be here and they're the main reasons why people under the poverty line do not vote yeah um i'm just gonna we're just gonna wrap up this with this last quote um coming from young states in this uh broadly article which is a very last quote in the article actually it says when you taint that process and tell someone that is marginalized who's trans who's homeless who's lower income that when you exercise this most basic fundamental right we're going to go out of our way to make it harder for you that's taking away their basic dignity as a United States citizen. Um, I think that's extremely important to remember. And we should recognize and work towards removing these barriers, not only during the election cycle, but all the time. If we can and if we have the ability to. Um, so I think right now we're going to go into some PSAs and... 
PSAs. When we come back, we're going to talk about Hillary Clinton. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Dame Theory on WXJM.org. All right. We are back with Dame Theory um, on WXJM.org. Hey, don't say that. I've prevented like five wildfires <laughs> today. How dare you? Um, all right. Uh, we're back with Dame Theory. I am Sid. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Oh, my name's Ren. Uh, I'm she, hers. Uh, up next, we are talking about Hillary Clinton. Um, if you missed the first part section, I don't know, <laughs> portion of our program, we are talking about the election today um, because it is tomorrow. And honestly, I'm scared. I'm really scared for my life. Well, I heard that. In the- that those Michaels, Michaels, <laughs> these Michaels are so squeaky. <laughs> um. It won't stay near my face, whatever. That's good enough. I'm honestly, like, really terrified of tomorrow, and I, I actually have, like, planned to go with a group of people to the polls just because I'm really scared that, like, I, something's going to happen. Yeah, but. I absentee voted, so I don't have to worry about that. But okay. my vote won't count unless it comes down to less than however many absentee votes there are. Oh, wow. So they're not even going to count my vote unless... They need to. Well, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they don't open absentee ballots unless... If there's 2,000 absentee ballots and the gap between the two candidates is 3,000 votes, they... Well, they might open them then. That's pretty close. But if it's like 10,000 or, you know, they won't open them unless they need to is what I'm trying to say. Oh, Numbers make me confused. It's the same. I feel that. Okay. All right. Right now we're talking about this Bustle article um, about Hillary Clinton written by Brennan... Oh, No. Just kidding. That school. no, that was the source of the image. It is it's Seth written Milstein. by yes, written by Seth Milstein on October fourth. Uh, um, and the article is titled "I said I hated Hillary Clinton. Here's why I'm voting for her." Um, and honestly, I very much so resonate with this article. It just talks about basically how um, the author doesn't necessarily agree with Hillary Clinton and her stances and her history, um, but. They just don't want Trump to win. Yes. And I really, I, I resonate with that. <laughs> um, if Trump wins. If Trump wins, I honestly will be scared for my life. I will have no idea what to do. I believe that no tr- other country is going to trust us anymore. Like, I really, I don't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do. I honestly probably will just cry in my bed and be extremely upset. I have no idea. I Yeah, I don't even know. Um can't win right like he's a cartoon that's what i keep feeling and then yeah it, keeps- <laughs> it just i don't know um so this this article specifically says waiting for an inspiring presidential candidate is like waiting for a romantic partner who's completely perfect and devoid of any character flaws it's the version of life depicted in in fairy tales and the movies and not the reality we actually inhabit so i'm voting for whichever candidate has the best chance of defeating trump and i truly don't care if that candidate is Clinton, Sanders, Gary Johnson, Jill Stein, or Vermin Supreme. <laughs> um, so no, I'm not vo- voting for Clinton because she inspires me. I'm voting Clinton for one reason, and it's simple, and it's a simple one. Donald Trump is a fascist and a demagogue, and Clinton is the only person on the planet standing between him and the presidency. Um, honestly, I... Um, I really just, I, I really wish that 
Bernie Sanders had had gotten the nomination and that, you know, that would have solved all my woes, I, I guess. I feel like here's my problem with him, though. If he had won and Trump had won, I'm not certain that Bernie would have gotten as far because he is so much more divisive and he's not a centrist. So if he had actually won the nomination, then I think a lot of the swing voters might have headed towards Trump instead of Hillary because Hillary really rides the line. Trump rides the line on a couple things, but is pretty divisive on a lot of things. So for a lot mm-hmm. of the supporters who maybe don't think uh, abortion should be legal or who maybe think that guns should be controlled, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. They're more likely to go with Hillary because she's kind of in between on those herself. Yes. But Bernie is very cold cut on what he wants and what his policy advocacy, whatever you want to call it, is. So on one hand, I would have preferred Bernie win the nomination. And on the other hand. Yeah, I really. Oh, this is just really. I really can't. Elections are scary. Yeah. Um, Paige, who is usually here. Um but cannot be here today, um, has messaged us saying voting uh, with with a quote saying voting isn't about you. It's about your city, state and or country. It doesn't have to feel transcendently good deep down in your bones. It just has to do as much good as you can do in this particular moment in time. Um, And Paige found this quote from Tumblr. And I definitely agree with that. Like I like I feel like people who are voting third party, um, just for this election cycle as like a protest or to feel good about themselves like i honestly if you are have been voting third party for years in your local and state elections then go ahead vote third party for uh this presidential campaign i I don't care. But if you have never done anything for a third party, you never voted for a third party candidate. You never even researched into a third party candidate until now because you just don't like Trump or Hillary. Like if you don't vote third party in small council elections and town elections, then you're not actually going to be making any kind of difference nationwide. Yeah. Local elections are what's really important because local elections are what um, like people base the candidates off of for everywhere else um and i think a lot of people don't even vote in their local elections for sheriff or for city council and those are the ones that directly affect your life yeah these are the ones that directly affect you and change change is bottom up not trickle down it's not going to happen that way that this is that's not the way that anything has ever worked um so i i think um this article makes a really good point that i resonate with in that i believe if you are if you really don't want trump to win and you really really care that trump is a you know a really has been just racist and sexist and he is freaking under investigation for child rape okay i and people still keep bringing up that tape of hillary clinton laughing at the child rapist getting acquitted that didn't happen that wasn't a real tape first of all second of all laughing at a child rapist is in no way even equal to someone being accused of actual rape like it's not equivalent on on multiple counts let's as well like he has been accused multiple times um but um, I, I am not voting third party. I'm not writing in Bernie Sanders, even though I really would like Bernie Sanders to be president. I 
cannot bring myself to do that for the sake of it's just not realistic everyone around me because i cannot risk trump being president um (laughs) and uh i mean like i if i had voted third party before if i had you know campaigned for third party candidates and done all of this i totally think it's fine for you or anyone else to vote third party in that case but it's really important to think about whether you've done that or you've contributed to third party candidates in some way until now um some other quotes um from this so it has a bunch of points about why they're not they don't want trump to win um, and it says Trump supports political violence against his opponents and has asked his supporters to physically assault people who oppose his campaign. Many of his supporters have taken his advice to heart, attacking not only political detractors, but innocent minorities who have nothing to do with the campaign. That is not normal. That isn't normal. <laughs> I mean, he got a black dude removed from his rally for literally trying to hand him a letter and he was like get this thug out of here and then it turned out that the dude liked him like he was a trump supporter yeah (laughs) i saw that and he just he just honestly like is just i can't even believe that he is oh Paige has sent us a another comment uh, if Trump wins, he'll have presidential immunity from civil lawsuits and will not have to reach the end of many charges against him. That's Apparently terrifying. Apparently that's true. The Supreme Court has ruled that the pe- president has absolute immunity from civil lawsuits seeking damages for president. Okay, that's not true. Never mind. Okay. The Supreme Court has ruled that the president has absolute immunity from civil lawsuits seeking damages for presidential actions. So I do not think that he would actually be immune from being accused of child rape. I don't think he would be able to get out of that. Okay. So close, but he would be able to do a lot of sketchy stuff as president and get away with it. Okay. Um, maybe we'll have to look more into that. I'm not positive. Um, I mean, here's an here. article, The Limits of Presidential Immunity okay. on the New York Times. Okay, cool. Um, we can comment that on our Dame Theory post as well. Um, if you would do that, Ren, that would yeah. be super awesome. Um, it also says Trump has proposed unprecedented limits on the free press, which would, among other things, allow politicians to sue the media for publishing unflattering articles about them. Uh, If anyone is familiar with mass communications law, defamation is um, a viable uh, means for uh, pursuing pursuing civil suits and like looking for what is this? What is this word that I'm looking for? Uh, it's just basically um, defamation is viable if you want to try and get um, money. Like liable? What are you, I don't know what you're thinking. Well, uh, defamation is like something that you can try and sue people for. Yeah. Like the free press for. But uh, unflattering doesn't fit under defamation or uh, libel. Um, I just think Donald Trump has really tiny hands, and yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so, and pretty much, if if you're familiar with um, mass communications law, as well. Um, yeah, so familiar. I just yeah. read about it all day. <laughs> I, I took a course on it, and it was actually really interesting. So I read a lot about it. Um, but uh, lots of things are uh, like 
are available to the free pe- press and they can say almost anything and the uh under the argument of it's newsworthy so if uh someone finds out like if you were a like sensational savant child this is was an actual case who went to MIT at the age of 12 and later on they find out that you ended up in your 30s just bagging groceries at a grocery store still living at home with your parents and they write an article about you and you sue for defamation you're probably not going to win because that's still newsworthy because you were in the news way back when um and also it's true yeah um so it's i mean if it's just unflattering that's that's too bad is that an actual article you read or you just make that up Oh, no, that was an actual case that I studied about. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, um, which is, <laughs> I mean, there's so many weird ones. Um, Trump said that laziness is a trait in blacks and claimed that a Mexican judge could not rule impartially, impartially by virtue of his heritage and has sued uh, and has been sued as a businessman for discriminating against black people and refused to denounce the Ku Klux Klan after it endorsed his campaign. He has staunchly refused multiple requests to apologize for any of his of these comments, and this is not normal. Um, it is true. I have uh, if if anyone uh, uh, I don't remember where this article came from, but it was one of the former Miss Teen USA contestants. And uh, if you're not familiar, Donald Trump used to own Miss USA and its uh, other con- constituencies. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Miss Teen USA was under them. Um, and so uh, she was black. And she was told that Trump does not like black people, so don't be offended if he doesn't like you. (laughs) Um, And if you are, quote unquote, one of the ones he likes, then you're very lucky. Um, That's definitely not normal. And honestly, this article is really just talking about why we cannot afford Trump winning this presidency and why Hillary Clinton thus far is the only person standing between him winning this presidency. Um, Some people may not agree, and that's totally fine, but this is definitely, I agree with this article almost 100%. Um, And I'm still waiting for him to explain how he's going to get Mexico to pay for the wall. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) I just don't, I just don't understand. There was some post I saw, and it was like, if Donald Trump can sit down and explain how a bill gets passed, I will vote for him for president. <laughs> and it's like, it's true. I don't think he knows. Yeah, I don't think did he knows. You, oh my, did you see that Samantha B video? No, I didn't. Okay, Samantha B put out a conspiracy theory that Trump can't read. <laughs> and it's actually really believable. Really? It is so believable. She has all this video evidence of like uh, him being like, yeah, I don't know what that says. and You can comment that on the, on yeah. the, on the post and... Uh, if you're listening, you can go ahead and uh, watch it. Uh, I did. I did see it circulating, but I didn't actually watch it. It was really funny. It's um, totally worth it. All right, we're gonna go into some promos right now. Almost. So this week at the Pony, we've got Creep Boys End of the World Party tonight at 8 p.m. That's right after this show. It says 9 p.m. Uh, I really like. I really like Creep Boy. They're really cool. I wish I could be there, but I have so much stuff to do because I'm so busy. Um. 
tomorrow night, speaking of the election, is uh, the Harrisonburg Dems election night watch party. They have a special menu uh, where they've partnered with Mishida, a food truck in town, to create a special menu for election night only. Um, and night. Yeah, this is hosted Tuesday, by the... Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, hosted by the Harrisonburg Democratic Committee, and this is tomorrow at 7 p.m., uh, November 10th. Jaguardini's Dr. Caligari, Crab Action, and Please Don't Tell. I don't know if they're... Uh, I remember going to see Jaguardini's Dr. Caligari before, and I think they are going to live score the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, mm. um, which is a very old black and white film. The only reason why I know it is because of Portlandia. <laughs> <laughs> and on November 13th, 13th, we've got Mount Moria, Jake Xerxes Fussell, and Oil Derrick uh, at 9 p.m., uh, Spotlight Series Supernova Showcase featuring Denmate, uh, Milo and the Doldrums, and Maddie May on November 11th at 7 p.m. at Taylor Down Under on campus. Woo. On the 12th, there is Sailing Club Cyber Twin The Neighbors Can't Dance at Moron Mountain. Uh, I don't know if I can read that address because it sounds like house. So if you want the address, just message Dame Theory. Okay. Um, and November 9th is Dove Lady in Middle Park. Middle Park is going on tour with Dove Lady and they're Middle kicking Park. it off right here in Harrisonburg on November 9th. And that is at Crayola. And remember there are student jazz combos every Tuesday at 7 to 9 p.m. at the Artful Dodger. At the Artful Dodger. Also, Wolf Street Brewing has free jazz on Fridays from 8 to 10. Free jazz on Fridays at free the Wolf jazz. Street Brewing. All right. I guess let's go back into Dame Theory. Dame Theory. Dame Theory. And welcome back to Dame Theory. And Our next article back. is about something terrible, probably. Election Day Forecast. Oh, this one's cool. Okay. This one is really cool. Um, If you uh look on our Dame Theory Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash Dame Theory, we've got the link to it, and it is a really, really in-depth Election Day Forecast. It uh, is 538.com. Projects.538.com. And 538 is spelled out, not yeah. 538. but it's And then it's the 2016 election forecast. Every time they get new information from nationwide opinion polls, public sentiment, um, pol- political leanings, that kind of stuff, they update this website with who has a chance of winning the presidency, how much they expect each state to win by individually, They've got how the forecast has changed throughout the course of the election, who how many electoral votes each state has and how many electoral votes each state will be giving to each candidate. Uh, They also have the tipping point chance and the voter power index of each individual state. So and they also have Senate. Senate and um, and and then a full analysis. analysis, Um, And you can also change the settings on the left to um, see different forecasting models. You can do polls plus forecasts, which says what polls the economy and historical data will tell us about November 8th. Polls only, which is what it defaults to. um, And it says what polls will tell us, what polls alone tell us about November 8th and now cast and who it it, it is who would win if the election were held today. Um, So it looks like for all of these... Hillary Clinton is in the lead. By a um, pretty big margin. Yeah, by a pretty big margin, which is honestly very, very comforting. But I really hope that this uh, election forecast is more accurate than a weather forecast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just want to explain really quickly tipping point chance and voting power index. Tipping point chance is the probability that a state will provide a decisive vote in the electoral college and the voting power index 
is the relative likelihood that an individual voter in a state will determine the electoral college winner. So basically, voting tipping point chance is how much power the entire state has determining the candidate. And voting power index is how much an individual voter, how much power they hold in determining the electoral college winner. So the number one voting power index is New Hampshire. So if I don't know what 5.5 means, but basically New Hampshire, you have the highest chance of your vote mattering, basically, (laughs) which is kind of a sad way to put it. Virginia used to be higher up on this list, but uh, it dropped down a little bit. Virginia is at 1.8. Florida has a 19% chance of being the tipping point of the election. So Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and North Carolina are most likely going to be the states that we're watching for the sort of like end game, who who will win. They'll probably they might have to open absentee ballots, that sort of thing. It might be two thousand all over again. Yeah. Um I really Man, this is this this election is so critical. If right you now. live in DC, <laughs> your voting power is less than 0.1%. Yeah. I mean, so I'm not saying don't vote. It's still a really good idea, but yeah. you know, if you're in New Hampshire, definitely do vote. Yeah. Um to, yeah, New Mexico, New Hampshire, Nevada, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina are the uh top 1 2 3 4. I think it's 5. I What's interesting to me is there's some states have different districts. So there's a main second district, Nebraska second district, main statewide, Nebraska first district, and then Nebraska statewide and Nebraska third district. I don't know what that means. Yeah, uh, I don't really know what this means. So what to expect from um, Electoral College? And uh, and it says in each of our sim- in, uh, la, 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 words are hard right now. In each of our simulations, we forecast the states and note the number of electoral votes each candidate uh, each candidate wins. That gives us a distribution for each candidate where the tallest bar is outcome occurred most frequently. Um, so the Clinton, the chance that Clinton wins is more likely above a 1% chance and Trump wins is below. Almost all of it's below 0.5. Yeah. Um, Clinton has a 48.6% chance of winning the popular vote and Trump has a 45.1. Johnson and Johnson has 4. a 4.7% chance of voting. So Sorry, that's Gary. what I'm that's what I'm talking about with third parties. I mean, you got to I mean, honestly though, I have seen videos of him and he is pretty hilarious. Oh my gosh, he's <laughs> ridiculous. He'd be hilarious if he wasn't making policy decisions that would affect the entire world. Like he's oh, yeah. like, oh doop a doop a doop, where's Aleppo? And it's like, oh, oh Gary, yeah. wait well, a second, people are dying there. You yeah. should know. There was one where they were talking about policy about um, medical marijuana or something, and uh, I don't know, or like smoking. And then the woman had said like, oh, smoking increases your chance of a heart attack in the first puff or something like that. And he he just like grabbed his heart and just fell on the ground in oh the middle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he did some interview where they were talking about something semi-serious because it was like a political interview. And yeah. he just did the whole thing talking with his tongue out of his mouth. Yeah. He was like, hello, my name is Gary Dunton. And it was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, no offense. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're voting for Johnson, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so the chance of Johnson winning one single electoral vote is 0.2%. Good. (laughs) Crazy. So they have a section called crazy and not so crazy scenarios. And it has a bunch of different scenarios. For example, Clinton wins popular vote 80%. Trump wins popular vote 19%. Clinton wins popular vote but loses electoral college 11%. Trump wins popular vote but loses electoral college 0%. 
They've got Clinton majority, Trump majority, Clinton landslide. Johnson, McMullen. McMullen. Map exactly the same. Clinton wins. I don't McMullen is. (laughs) Why don't they have Stein on here? I, she has no chance. That's I why. know she has no chance, but like Johnson really doesn't either. Well, I, I think he has more of a chance than Stein for sure, and that's why. I'm just surprised they didn't include her, considering people have been so like Jill Stein. Yeah. Great. I think Evan people. McMullen. Uh, someone. Oh, he's independent. Who is this guy? Sev- David someone... Evan McMullen is a former CIA operations officer and independent candidate in the United States 2016 presidential election. Where did he come from? Someone in. Someone in Dame Theory, I don't remember where they posted, and I don't remember who it was, but someone had said something about people underestimating the importance of Senate and um, the rest of— That's definitely true. Yeah, democracy, so— I think most people don't even understand how Congress, the Senate, and the House of Representatives work, because I had to Google it the other week. Let me tell you, it doesn't make any sense. No, yeah, I still don't get it, really, but it's it's still important, and I think, like— Honestly, Bernie Sanders has more of a chance of making a lot of change if he is in in the Senate. Like, he could be the majority whip. Um, I think that's right. Is that right? I don't know. Civics was a long time ago, and I'm, I really sincerely apologize if I'm wrong. Because How I, did they pick the Speaker? Oh, the Speaker of the House. That's what I meant. Um, is I, that self-elected? Because, okay, in the Senate, you have the House of Representatives and the—or in Congress, I should say. You have the House of Representatives and you have the Senate. And the House of Representatives is commonly referred to as Congress as a whole, but the Senate is almost always solely referred to as the Senate. But the House of Representatives and the Senate are both part of the Congress. And I'm pretty sure the House of Representatives—I could be wrong on this. The House of Representatives is elected by popular vote— and the Senate is voted by other politicians. So you have half of them being people's politicians and the other half being politicians' politicians. And the Speaker of the House is, I believe, elected by the people within the House of Representatives. And I don't—does the Senate have In a modern practice, know. the Speaker is chosen by the majority party from, its, from among its senior leaders. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So the politicians, so whoever wins the Senate, the House of Representatives, whoever wins Congress is going to be able to choose the next Speaker of the House. And as we've seen with Boehner, it can make a huge difference because they will go out of their way to prevent policy from going through. And it doesn't matter if the president's a Democrat and the House is Republican or if the president's Republican and the House is a Democrat. If they're at opposition, policy will not move as freely as it should. And it's almost entirely on principle and not entirely on logic. So I... I I I honestly don't really understand, and I really should try and educate myself more. Um, I really apologize. It's so confusing. They don't teach you. This is the stuff they should teach you in I high school. I remember kind of learning. I remember in taking civics, school. but I yeah. like. But I really don't. I don't remember. They should teach it to you it. in high school instead of like a push. They should be teaching you like proper poli sci because oh yeah, it's because so much more relevant. It is more relevant because you're more coming of age. But to hey, where General you can Custer. Vote. Yeah. Wounded knee. Um. Yeah. So this on this website is really interesting. It tells you the states to watch. It's um, weirdly comforting. I've been. It is. <laughs> I've been referencing this website every day for pretty much the past week, and it's just been like, I don't know if I can trust it or not. Like five thirty eight is. I'm pretty sure an independent, uh, organization. Oh, this yeah. says at the bottom. It says ESPN. Internet Ventures, and I'm like 90% sure that ESPN is owned by CNN, so that's a little sketchy. ESPN is owned by Disney. 
Oh, really? Yes. Um, poll results are aggregated from Huffington Post pollster, real clear politics, polling firms, and news reports. Forecast models are done by a big list of real people. Um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and if you, if you go to the national overview section and you click national polls, you can see all the polls and where they got the statistics from. Yes, I really like this website. We'll see how well it holds up on Tuesday night. So, yeah, um, currently for Senate, um, Democrats have a 50.1% chance of winning control and Republicans have a 49.9%. So that's a big difference that you can make. (laughs) Yeah. So this is really, really important. Um, Looks like back in... July and July 28th was uh, the highest point for uh, li- likelihood of Republicans winning the uh, Senate. And it was uh, 63.1% chance. And that actually s- drastically changed only less than a month after an August 3rd, where um, Democrats had the lead and were at 69.1%. Um, so right now it's kind of, uh, <laughs> it's reached a bit of an equilibrium. I really hope that the Democrats win control but that's just me um okay so yeah. you want to do weather yeah let's go ahead and do weather you want to okay today on november 7th it is 45 degrees currently in harrisonburg virginia tomorrow tuesday it'll be a high of 70 with a low of 46 and a 10 percent chance of rain wednesday we've got a high of 55 a low of 34 a 30 percent chance of thunder and lightning Thursday, 10% chance of rain, high of 61, low of 37, and then 60 and 50 for Friday and Saturday. So it's getting a little cooler overall. Yeah, I'm I'm digging it. Looking like a good day for tomorrow, though. 70 degrees is a high, low of 46. So tomorrow Ooh. night should be a pretty good night to awesome. uh, wait around in front of your TV alone. Uh, I, can't, I can't be alone. <laughs> Are oh. you going to the pony thing? Oh my gosh, no. No. I'll tell you why later. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I was really, just curious what you were doing. Uh, no, I probably will be at home, but I have people who are coming over because I need to do something. Um, <laughs> I have a project to do. Cool. Um, all right. Well, welcome back to Dame Theory, and welcome back to a very special limited edition. One uh, time only 2016 <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> Election Day uh, Dame Theory <laughs> broadcast. Um so uh, we've talked about, what have we talked about? Transgender individuals possibly losing their ability to vote uh, or whose votes will not be counted. Uh, we've talked about why we in particular will not be voting for Trump and we'll, I in particular will be voting for Hillary Clinton. I don't know about you, Ren. I don't know if you want to share I've that. already voted. Oh, I yeah. voted for Hillary. Okay, cool. Um, and why we are both voting for Hillary, and I am not particularly a fan, but why I'm doing it anyways. Yeah. Um, and we just talked about this really cool website. Called, uh, it's 538, all spelled out. You can probably just Google 538. I found it by literally Googling the word election, and it was yeah. like the third website that came up, and yeah. I was like, holy crap, how has no one told me about this before? This, this election is forecast is a wonderful, very credible comes from lots of different sources um and oh it looks like uh clinton has come up to 69.9 percent chance um anyways uh we are going to go on to voter faq um unfortunately this article is um pertains to only dc maryland and virginia because it comes from nbc4 washington which is a news station that i watched when i was back home the dmv the dmv 
Doreen Gensler. <laughs> um, because voting laws are very different for every single state and covering every single state would be very difficult. Um, but um, there's lots of frequently asked questions on here um, and the specific laws. Um, some that will pertain to us here in Virginia, I think we'll focus on those because we are in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Um, so the first thing is photo identification. If you are going out to vote tomorrow, please bring a photo ID with you to the polls. Uh, um, you need a valid driver's license or identification card with you. Um, you this can, is a little absurd. I just want to point this out. The district doesn't require ID from voters who have already registered and have voted before, but some places require ID to enter the facility. That's weird. What? Yeah, that's for Washington, D.C. Yeah, I guess D.C. it kind of makes sense because they're on much higher like terrorism alert every day because yeah. the president lives there, but yeah. still. Um, let's see here. And it's you can check out Virginia's Department of Elections for forms of valid ID. I think you can also bring a passport. With I heard you. you can take your JMU student ID. Okay. Because it's you have to provide your ID to JMU to get your ID and it has your picture on it. Uh, they can yeah. use that to prove you are you. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you can always just Google um valid ID forms for There's a whole election. bunch of different yeah. yeah. Your license, it can be um, military the, ID, military ID, those IDs you can get that aren't licenses, but I don't yeah. remember what they're called. I think I they're just remember. called IDs. I, yeah, uh, your student ID from I think most universities, not just JMU. So if you're at EMU, if you're at Bridgewater, um, if you're at Mason, anywhere, if you yeah. went to Mason and you dropped out, you know, whatever, you can use your ID. Yeah. Um, let's see here, electronics. Um, a lot of people have questions about this one because in some states it is illegal to use your phone at the, your polling place, but in Virginia in particular, it is not. You can have your phone with you as long as you're not causing a disruption. Um, it states under Virginia law, you can use electronic devices inside polling places so long as you're not a representative of either candidate or political party. However, if you're disrupting the voting process in any way with an electronic device, then an election officer may ask you to leave. Even if you are asked to leave because of your cell phone or video camera, you'll still be able to cast your ballot before doing so. And if they don't let you, let someone know. Yes. I don't know who, but Google. Because <laughs> yeah. um, that's not right. Yeah. And you can bring it up. Unfortunately, and in Maryland, it is illegal to use phones. So yes, any MD so please peeps, do not please do, do not. Because <laughs> your vote will be negated. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Ballot selfies. I don't know why people do this, really. It's kind of hilarious that they had to, like, 2016 is the year that they had to be like, ballot selfies, guys, we've got to talk about this. Yeah. Um, but ballot selfies are legal in the state of Virginia. Um, nothing in the Virginia law prohibits voters from taking pictures of themselves, fellow voters, or their ballot within a polling place. Um, and this is according to Attorney General Mark Herring. Uh, in Maryland, it is illegal to have your electronic device. Therefore, it is illegal to take a ballot selfie. Um, D.C., though, there is not a ban, but they highly discourage it for party pooper reasons yes. slash legitimately wanting to protect the integrity of the election. But whatever. Yes. Um, and this next one is very, very important. Uh, clothing, buttons or stickers with political messages. Um, I used to volunteer at a polling place, so I know this, but Virginia prohibits wearing campaign apparel within 40 feet of any entrance of a polling place so please do not wear is that um, new or do they just not enforce it because i know in my they hometown don't, I, some places don't enforce it it really depends on the people yeah because in my hometown i remember people place. would be right up at the door and it wasn't a huge deal because they never like gotten anyone's faces but it was like i'm doing this with my hands in real life but like the mm -hmm. door was right here and they were right here yeah and you had to like walk just between right them to, to go yeah. to the door and they didn't really talk to you or anything yeah but 
Um, it's this this one is particularly important because uh, this election is so polarizing that it is like if you have things with political message so close to a polling place, it can really discourage people from voting um, because they feel intimidated. Um, so Washington, D.C., you will be asked to remove. Maryland actually does allow you to wear political clothing, but you have to leave immediately after voting and you can't hang around. Virginia prohibits wearing campaign that. apparel within 40 feet of the entrance. Okay. Yeah. Um, so please do not wear anything relating to a campaign. Um, forget about it. Forget about it. Um, they they do have the ability to uh, ask you to leave and you will have to go change your clothes um, before or just you put can, a shirt on over it. I yeah, mean, it's not a huge can, deal, but don't do yeah, it. Yeah, before you can cast your vote. Um, so let's see here. Next issue. Campaigning for or against a candidate or bad ballot issue. This is pretty similar um, to the last one. Yeah, this is also called electioneering. This practice includes handing out flyers, holding signs, and encouraging voters to support or oppose a candidate or ballot question. This one is also very important uh, in the state of Virginia. Electioneering is not allowed within the polling place uh within the polling place the prohibited area is 40 feet from any entrance to a building which houses a polling place maryland it depends apparently on the polling place and the boundaries so you have to stay up to 100 feet away from the polling place ent- entrance and they normally have signs that say no electioneering beyond this point yeah. dc it is illegal to display campaign materials within 50 feet of a polling place. So if your voting location is in D.C. and you actually are going back up to D.C. to vote tomorrow, which is like, good for you, thank you. Um, again, don't wear polling campaign materials. Yes. Um, electioneering is a really big thing. I have been seeing some really troubling articles about um, some supporters standing outside with guns and people saying that's okay because technically it is okay. You can open carry in some states, but that's just really intimidating and definitely can discourage someone from voting um uh let's see here the last one is um bringing children which doesn't really apply to most college students but Uh, i think it's an important thing to remember that it does affect a lot of people yeah and in virginia you can bring a child age 15 or younger maryland you can bring up to two children under the age of 18 as long as they're not disruptive and minors in dc are allowed to go as long as they aren't disrupting voting so for the most part you're allowed to have your children with you Virginia is the only one that explicitly says you can take your child into the voting booth with you, which I remember doing as a kid when they still had those big uh, mechanical ballot machines. My mom would take me in and go, you know, like, and she would let me pull the lever to, oh, I to never, push the ballot. I remember like waiting in the car. No, I don't know. I was really into it. I would wait in line with my mom for like half an hour, an hour to, oh, really? to pull that because I, I loved it so much. I remember just, just like waiting in the car and then asking my mom for the sticker. Aw. Yeah. Well, did you ever do kids vote? No, what is that? It is a thing that I used to get credit for in elementary school. Like they they would if you bring back your I voted sticker from kids mm-hmm. vote, you would get like a prize or something. And it's basically just kids vote. Like they put up little cardboard polling booths and you walk up to it and it's a paper ballot that you just check off each thing. And it wasn't super explicit. It just it would like for this election it would just say like Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, and then you would move up and it'd be like sheriff Jim, Bob, Bob, Jim. Like, it's not explicit. Like, you don't really know what you're doing. It has no effect on yeah. anything, but it's fun. It gets you involved in the voting process as a child. And you stick it in your little thing, and it was super exciting, and you get a sticker. And then your mom also gives you her sticker, probably. <clears throat> 
And um, yeah, I don't know. That was always the coolest thing for me. I love those machines. They have like a billion buttons and the it's a mechanical thing that actually punches a piece of paper. So it's this big, huge lever that you have to lift your arm up to pull down. And it goes ka-chunk. And it's just the most satisfying thing I've ever done in my life. And I wish we still those because I feel like a million. Oh, no. My audio cut out on my recording for some reason. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, we'll, we'll make it through this. We'll make it through. Um, but... Uh, tomorrow is a very important day. Uh, if I didn't have class and work and everything all day, I definitely would love to drive all of my friends to their polling places. Hey, we should make voting day a national holiday. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's kind of classist. That would that. be really awesome if they did that. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you... Uh, if you can and you have the ability to and you have the time and you have uh, access to a vehicle, I do encourage you to try and offer rides to your friends who do not have access to vehicles um, in order for them to be able to vote. That'd be really nice. I remember doing that for the primaries and lots of people were very grateful for that. Um, and if uh, you aren't voting, I mean, I guess whatever. <laughs> Um, reminder that tomorrow night at the Golden Pony, they have a Democratic Committee uh, election results viewing party or something with a very special one night only menu. Um, and yeah, please remember to also, uh, I think it, it's worth it for us to go over some of the stuff that's in our local ballot uh, for Harrisonburg um, because it's it's not just president people. We got to vote for city council and the school board and on these state uh, constitutional amendments. So um, this comes from the Harrisonburg Democratic Committees. This is a sample ballot and all of the um, uh, endorsed uh, things and people <laughs> are uh, are uh, bolded and already circled in. So uh, if you are not voting for those people. Obviously, they aren't bolded and circled in, but this is exactly what it will look like besides that. So um, candidates for president and vice president, Democratic Party, Hillary Clinton, Tim Kaine, Republican, Donald Trump, Michael R. Pence, uh, Libertarian, Gary Johnson, Bill Weld, Green Party, Jill Stein, Ajam and Ajamu Baraka, and Independent, Evan McMullen, and Nathan Johnson. Uh, for Harrisonburg, member house, uh, member... House of Representatives, 6th District, uh, is between Kai Degner and Rob Goodlatte. Uh, Goodlatte actually has been in office for 26 years and is an avid Trump supporter. Uh, he has spoken at the Trump rally in Roanoke and um, honestly is not representative of me, so I will not be voting for him. Um, the proposed constitutional amendment, question one, uh, is the right to right to work, I think. Uh, yes, right to work. Those are the amendments. Yes, right, right okay. to work. I amendment. didn't know what these were. I told. I, um, I think I mentioned I did my absentee ballot. I had no idea what they were. They sounded good, and then I read more about them after I had already voted, and they're maybe not so good. Yes. So, um, so on the ballot this year, Virginians Oops. will confront constitutional amendment, um, and they should vote no. This is according to Richmond.com, and it is an opinion article written by. Who is this written by? Go back up to the top. I don't see it, um, but this is this was a Hinkle. Hinkle? Bart Hinkle. Bart Hinkle. This Bart Hinkle. This was provided by. Uh, this was posted on as a comment on the Harrisonburg Democratic Committee's sample ballot by the Harrisonburg Democratic Committee's, um, and basically says. Um, 
The principal reason uh, are, 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 let's see here. They're not supposed to be cluttered with detailed con uh, compendiums of what government allows and forbids. That is what legal code is for. Virginia law does not does more than forbid requiring someone to join a union in order to get or hold a job. The Code of Virginia also for forbids making employment conditional upon non-membership in a union. In other words, it is against the law for a company either to force you to join a union or to force you not to. Um, so the Democratic Party's stance is no for this uh, proposed constitutional amendment, question one. For question two... Uh, Let's see here. They also, the Harrisonburg Democratic Committee also posted another comment about it. Um, and it's very simple. It's called on your ballot vote or dot vote four one one dot org. Um, and the tax relief constitutional amendment. Um, the proponents of this amendment say exemption from real property tax of surviving spouses recognizes the hardships to families as a result of death to those who serve to protect Virginians. And two, the exemption is established at the option of localities. Thus, it is not considered an unfunded mandate. Opponents of the amendment say the exemption from real property tax by localities could result in 